Hi, Sam. Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> I, that was just really too too much energy. Right too much. Now. I'll tell it back a little bit. A little bit. Uh, we're back for a third episode. We're here. It's uh, it's pretty interesting that we again are still able to podcast. But I'm happy. Um, I, I appreciate the feedback that we've been getting from people. Uh, so keep uh keep giving us these uh ratings i'm surprised that we got five stars <laughs> I'll, I'll take it though um but i uh I'm, I'm very appreciative of uh uh people sharing what they've been sharing people talking and 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 just you know the views that we've been getting on the uh our instagram page or whatnot yeah uh no totally everyone uh just even people coming out of the woodwork texting me saying they're listening and uh family and friends taking the time out of their day to listen to us uh, rant on about sports. It's, it's awesome. So much appreciated. And we're looking forward to, to another great episode. You're, you're just so cheery right now. If I'm you, ready to go. If you people only knew what time we were recording at, I, you would understand why I'm so concerned that Sam is this cheery and giddy right it's, now. But it's a problem. It, it's, it, uh, is, it is. <laughs> so to, to set it up, it's a division round uh, playoff weekend in the NFL the Saints just lost to the Bucks. It's about 10 o'clock on Sunday night. So that's what Brandon's referring to. But we're ready for a great show and uh, ready to go. Well, we're so, there right now. So let's go. Hey, to let's the just go. The Bucks. Let's go. Hey, uh, I don't know if you just saw Brandon, but the uh, the Bucks uh, just beat the Saints in New Orleans 30 to 20. Um, crazy it. game. Yeah, you did. You did. Uh, I believe we. Uh, we're tied with our, our picks, but we can get into that a little later. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, crazy, crazy game. A lot of lead changes, a lot of turnovers uh, for the saints. And I, I think the big story coming out of here is, you know, we, we made jokes earlier in the week about the history channel game. You got a 43 year old quarterback and a 42 year old quarterback going battle of the ages battle. Nintendo. of the, Yeah. Just like that. Well, uh, I have to say that Drew Brees, quarterback of the uh, Saints, played like a 42-year-old sure quarterback did. with 11 broken ribs and a collapsed lung because that's pretty much what he is. And uh, reports came out just as the game was starting, uh, first from Jay Glazer from Fox Sports, that uh, this is this would be Drew Brees' last game in New Orleans, uh, considering that he, you know, uh, all indications are that he will retire after this game, after the season. Even if the Saints won today, the next game would be in Green Bay. We'll get into that. And the Super Bowl will be in Tampa. So uh, regardless, it, it's the last game in New Orleans for Drew Brees, it sounds like. And if you know anything about me, I've been a huge Drew Brees fan since I was in middle school. And I'm really weird like that. And I watched a lot of Big Ten games <laughs> in middle school, I guess. But um, yeah hell of a career for him and we can get into that another time uh but he just again as i mentioned he just he looked old uh he didn't complete a pass for more than 20 yards down the field the big shot that was uh in this game was from backup Jameis winston on a like a flea flicker reverse uh play and and Jameis was in there lined up as a wide out and hit uh hit tra- was it was Traquan smith in stride there for like a 50 yard touchdown. Let me, Other let me stop that, you right yeah. there. Let me What's stop up? you right there. Jameis Winston was the best quarterback in this game. 
That's true. I, I, I don't true. care what anybody says. He was legit. He threw one pass and was the best the and had the best pass of the game. He was the best quarterback in the game. This was the battle of the two rustiest, crustiest quarterbacks that are still left in the NFL. These two old senior citizen fogies were out here throwing lame ducks. And honestly, it – it was disappointing, especially after following the game that we watched, which was the Chiefs and Browns, which will obviously get to that. But it it just was so disappointing because I was so ecstatic to see these two legends, the the Titans in football, uh, going head to head and going to <laughs> duel it out for potentially one last time and. And Tom is older by one year. The first time they ever played each other was when Tom was in Michigan and and Drew was at Purdue, as you mentioned. And so far in the NFL, Drew has had has bested pretty much Tom uh, in most of their matchups. Uh, It's a little bit different now that they're in the same division, but that won't be the same going forward because as all reports are pretty much indicating and and uh, the different Drew Brees that came out in the second half uh, pretty much looked like he was retired. Um, this game was, it was, it was really, really interesting, Sam. I, I, I have a lot, a lot to say about it. Um, it just, it just didn't really look good for the QBs. It was more of a defensive game and I'm a guy that loves defense. Yep. Uh, the, D, the DBs were flying all over the place. Uh, but I think the, the player of the game, if they give out a ball, which I know each team pretty much does every game should be uh to to white uh devin white uh he was flying all over the field and the fact that this young man was snubbed for a pro bowl in his second year uh is blasphemous he was phenomenal and i think he is he's going to be a superstar in the nfl if he's not already looked at that amongst his peers uh the way that he hits and flies all over the field man yeah, this linebacker was captain at LSU, and he was uh, like, I think he was went fifth overall last year yeah. to the Bucks. I mean, this guy's a stud. He's the captain of that defense, and he is um, he's just incredible. Another props to to Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety. Yes, uh, I, I think he went to Minnesota for college. Uh, he's rookie, and he you know that uh, forced fumble on Jared Cook, the tight end for the Saints. Uh, and another retrieved by, player. yeah, retrieved, <laughs> yeah, retrieved by uh, White. And, uh, uh, you know, turnovers were really this game, and the opt- opportunistic defense that the Bucks have has really been uh, one of the keys to, you know, their run this year. They had four turnovers today, three Drew Brees picks, that forced fumble that I mentioned. And that, you know, you mentioned it, this game was billed as, you know, two all-time great Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and we really just got a, a back-and-forth game that was, you know, a n- little nail-biting at times, and it was really just the the defense coming coming through. It The defense definitely came through. Um, it, was, it was nice because the two games that we did see today were both pretty much defensive games. Um, and, and me as a person that that plays wide receiver and and DB, uh, it, it's it's big to see for me to see them flying all over the place for them getting picks for them uh, being draped all over the wide receivers and not th- not being uh, you know put in the refs hands and 
and, and just flags being thrown for uh, uh, pass interferences. But this is one thing that I, I, I do want to mention because the last three years, the Saints have been in the, the playoff run. They've been pretty essentially screwed by the reps. They did not leave this game in the reps' hands. They left it in the Bucks DB's hands. Uh, <laughs> that that legit was literally the, yeah. the game. Like, yeah, it, there's no way around it. Um, I did think it was interesting. I brought it up to Sam uh, that Leonard Fournette looked pretty solid, and I already mentioned Devin White. Uh, but they, I saw Leonard walking to the sideline and. As you see, sometimes there's their pads, the sleeves on their pads. Uh, it goes up, and Fournette was wearing his LSU. Now, I know he wears his LSU pads time to time, but it was more significant because they were in New Orleans, and also Devin White was wearing his as well. So uh, they're both back home, so it, it made perfect sense, and I, I love the fact that they paid homage to, to, to that. Um, I thought it was really, really cool. So I have a question for you. Is Gronk also washed? Since we already talked about these other two old quarterbacks, is Gronk washed? He came back out of retirement, and and in all honesty, I really haven't heard much from him at all this season. He's he's really had an up and down year. You you really thought that that Brady Gronk connection would just carry over into this year, and it, it was a weird year, as you mentioned. Uh, he retired, you know, he didn't play last year. He lost a ton of weight, you know, a ton of muscle. He had, a, you know, injuries all over, his, you know, his place, his back's a mess, his, his shoulder. He wears that big ass uh, shoulder brace, mm-hmm. elbow brace, um, knee, br- you know, uh, he, he's, uh, he's, he's been hurt for, for a lot of his career. And it's kind of, he's, overcome it i mean he's certainly a hall of fame tight end you thought that um you thought that connection would be better and that the tight ends would be better oj howard went down earlier in the season cameron brate um used at times where you'd think gronk could be used and uh just not consistent he you know it was reported early in training camp that gronk was really getting used to the heat and the conditioning was a problem for him there's so many options though in the in this tampa offense yeah well i mean i don't know if that's going to be the same going forward because a a b did come up limping yeah um and i'm sure there'll be reports uh later on this week to find out what exactly happened to a b but he was using basically the uh the gun on his his knee uh, not to be confused with a literal gun people, uh, but he was yeah, using the massage. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the, well, I forgot the actual name of it, which I actually want to invest in them, but those things are not cheap whatsoever. Yeah. They're, they're like no less than like two fifty for a quality one. Um, but yeah, he was holding his knee and that's always scary to me because it was a non-contact when you saw it, they played it back. So I, I, I mean, I know he's, trying to get back into good graces and you haven't heard anything bad about him at all this year. So I'm not going to speak bad of the man uh, if he's trying to turn around, but he's also staying at Tom's house. So Tom, yeah, probably kick Tom's got him in check. Yeah, pretty much. And I think he, he gets like a quarter of a million bucks. If he wins the Super Bowl. there's a lot of incentives, incentives right? on this team mm-hmm. for net uh, Brady, uh, you know, to, they, they basically signed an all-star team on a lot of them on one year deals, uh, you know, back to, I don't think I answered your question. Is Gronk washed? He's not. I, he'll never be the Gronk we know. He would it surprise me if he just retires? No. 
uh, you know, but there's so many weapons here. I don't yeah. think Tom really needs to rely on him. No, the way he, he needed in, uh, him in uh, New England. In right? New England, it was is Edelman and Gronk over yeah. the middle, and now you have with Godwin. I mean, Lattimore shut down. Marshawn Lattimore shut down Mike Evans for most of this game. Evans ended up getting that touchdown. Um, but you have Godwin over in the middle, um, you know, AB, hopefully he's healthy. And, you know, Leonard Fournette rested and uh, Ronald Jones came up limping on a big play that ended up getting called back. But yeah, that was huge. Uh, you know, the 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 Bucks are in, in good position next week. They'll be playing the Packers in Green Bay where it's going to be like 20 degrees and it might snow. So that's that'll be fun. That'll <laughs> but, be interesting. Uh, you know, the the sky's the limit for this for this Bucks team. Can they, you know, can they rely on that defense? And can Tom just, you know, be be a safe above average quarterback, control the ball and uh control the clock and and you know, can they make the Super Bowl? Sure. I, I don't doubt that. I, I think before before we go into the the next game, uh did you see Tom go to the ref after he dove yeah. in and try to high five and the ref just yeah. looked at him like, come on, Tom, you know, it's not going to happen. Tom Brady is at like the one or two yard line uh, and they do, you know, the QB sneak uh, and he scores a touchdown and he gets up and he's, you know, everyone's giving him a pat on the helmet and high five. And then he goes up to the ref, puts out his arm and the ref snubbed him. Slap the hands, the goat. slap hands. <laughs> greatest quarterback of all time just snubbed him no but i, I think, think that's what you got to do if you're the ref in that situation but if he uh, slaps if the ref slaps tom brady's hands that ref is fired and everybody's yeah, gonna be like you that, paid him off yeah. yes yeah because that's always the was always the rumor and that with you know in new england in new england so it's just funny but uh before we move on and and we should uh, you know, the thing that upsets me or doesn't upset me, but I would like to see would have liked to see was a, you know, Drew Brees not lose like this, but you know, that, that send off the victory lap, the, you know, cra a crowd there in new Orleans, he's meant so much to that city yeah. coming in post Katrina, uh, hurricane Katrina and really just revitalizing that city. And, uh, you know, you know, he's, He's he gave him a Super Bowl and a lot of of great great games and he's certainly a Hall of Famer but would have been great to see him uh, in front of the crowd and kind of getting that due there but you know this is this is where we're at in a uh, 2020 2021 COVID world and we just gotta gotta roll with it be safe unfortunately so let's go to the other game of today uh, Browns and Chiefs. Uh, this is a extremely, extremely interesting game. Uh, and it turned out the way that I said it was going to turn out. I think you also chose the Chiefs on this one too, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so we both chose this. So it, it essentially turned out the same way that we both said, but we did not imagine it to turn out exactly the way that it turned out. So Sam, just go ahead and lead us in, man. Well, <laughs> the Chiefs, you know, the best tight end in football one of the best wide receivers in football, hands down the best quarterback in football. Well, they lost Pat Mahomes the second half uh, to a concussion and they almost lost the game with it, but let's talk one, about that. Yeah. Uh, that concussion. Yeah. He looked, he, he didn't know where he was the way his body contorted after getting that 
and it wasn't a malicious hit. Nothing no. bad. It's just it was weird. It, it feels like the momentum and then the way that his his helmet touched the ground, like it didn't look forceful. But again, these are grown ass men that were uh, two fifty and up, uh, running full speed at you and grabbing you and contorting you. And the way that his legs like whip, whipped around and he looked up, I was just like, and then he got up and looked like Bambi and couldn't walk. And I was like, this is wild. I was like, he's not coming back in the game. There's no way he's coming yeah, back in the game. He didn't know he where did. he was. No, yeah. no. It, it's, it's, you know, the thing they say about concussions and I've, I've unfortunately had, um, I've had at least one uh, that, you know, you just, not everyone is the same. And just yes. because a hit looks brutal uh, doesn't mean that, you know, you could have any symptoms and, and a hit. I didn't think him going down looked as bad as it ended up being. Right. But that's, yes. that's the thing with concussions. Um, so yeah, he, he got up, he didn't look like he knew where he was and it kind of looked like the chief season was done. Uh, enter backup. Chad Henny <laughs> comes in. Uh, you know, just a lot of run plays off the bat. And that's kind of what you do when you have your backup come in, just make sure that you get his feet under him and, and kind of establish, you know, what's, what's going down. But it was really the story I think was this chief's defense stepped up uh, near the huge. end of the fourth, fourth quarter, they forced the Browns to punt. And then this huge third down run by Chad Henney. And then, uh, you know, a, a short pass to the fastest receiver in football and and one of the uh, smoothest receivers in football, Tyreek Hill, on a fourth down conversion. Um, you know, Andy Reid just kind of shows you why he's one of the best coaches in football and one of the offensive masterminds of this game because it didn't matter who was under center he was going to play to kick everyone's ass and that's, and that's what he did. And this could have gone awful for him. Uh, the, I think the score was 22 17 at the time. And that was the final score of the game. Um, but, you know, to, to be able to put the keys in the backup QB's hands and not just manage the game, but like win you the game like that, huge. And if this went the other way, we would be, you know, would be killing Andy Reid right now, but well, here's here's the thing. So, so for knowing Andy Reid for so many years, for him coaching uh, the Eagles, this is no shock to me and probably any diehard Eagle fan. Uh, if you need an example, i.e., Doug Peterson, he was the coach that went for it the most and probably the last four or five seasons for it on fourth down. So it doesn't surprise me. And I kept hearing uh, Romo talk about it. And uh, was it Jim Nance, right? Is the other uh, gentleman. Yep. So they, yep. they continue to talk about it. Like, oh, they're just, they're just up there to not hike it. And then you see uh, Williams go into motion. And I'm just like, okay. And then all of a sudden they hike the ball and he passes it to Tyreek Hill. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, the balls as you have to do that. But it's so great because, again, if Tony Romo, who is I have to 100 percent say because I hate him as a cowboy. <laughs> but Tony Romo's mind and how he analyzes plays and how he breaks it down for 
just a general listener is phenomenal. So when he normally calls something out, it normally happens in the game because he can see it because he's a QB. So when he was saying this and he was just like, oh, this is not going to happen, blah, blah. And then it, it even faked him out. That was wild to me because he was like, I've never seen it before. I don't yeah. think most people have really seen that before. It's like you normally, if you're going to do that and you, you do that, you normally call timeout. And then they threw it and it was just like, it was perfect because with Tyreek being so quick, roll out to the, to the right real quick, dump it off. And it's just like, he's here. And then have to have the wherewithal to just drop down and not move was, was also key to that. So Chad Henney is 35 years old and has been on three teams and comes in and does this. You alluded to this before we even started recording Uh, both CBS and the chiefs and Chad Henney are definitely praying that Chad Henney doesn't play next (laughs) week. All right. Uh, uh, Chad's going to say all the right things and say that he's prepared. Uh, but I'm sure he does not want the keys to the Rari. I'm 100% sure he does not want it because that's a lot to deal with. And especially that they have a, a extremely, uh, viable chance of winning the Super Bowl again. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody wants to see in the kingdom wants to see him do that. The air, I don't know how many fans were at Arrowhead today, but the air went out of the building. The air went out of every sports fan uh, this afternoon when, when Pat Mahomes got hit and went down. And, you know, hopefully he's he's all right and he's ready to go uh, next week. But that's that's huge. Uh, no Clyde edwards Lair either, the uh, rookie running back for the Chiefs. Uh, Daryl Williams looked pretty good. I didn't really see, I don't, I didn't see Le'Veon. He was out there a couple times. Yeah, I know he was out there. I didn't see any big plays from him. I didn't look at the box score. Is he uh, washed? Because yeah, yeah. is he washed now? You would you yeah. say so? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to to get traded to or sign with a team midseason, and especially when you're not the guy and you used to be the guy. But you know, he's been given. You know, Elair has been out for a couple of weeks, and he was given the opportunity to. To, to win this job over, yeah. and and he just he hasn't and they they haven't needed him to either i mean that's you know what yeah, happens when you when you're on a team as good as the chiefs um so assuming that the chiefs are healthy and ready to go uh next week they will play the buffalo bills um and i think that's the late game on sunday so it's a 6 30 game um but real quick the opposite end of the ball our opposite end of the field here we have the browns who you know pulled off an amazing victory over the steelers the week before and here they are they had the opportunity to really you know they started slow uh they had the opportunity to really win this game especially with mahomes out um and they and they didn't uh they had that uh rashad higgins in the like one yard line he fumbles he almost scores a touchdown uh, Brown's wide receiver but other than that they just they didn't you know capitalize on the opportunity they are who we thought they were <laughs> the Browns browned themselves and Baker Mayfield even though I cannot stand him he actually played a pretty solid game today and that connection that he has now made with Jarvis Landry 
since Odell has gone down has been absolutely phenomenal. So my question to you is, does that connection make Odell expendable? I I would have said so uh, when he, when Odell initially tore his ACL, this team just plays, you know, they deny it, but even last year, this team plays better without Odell Beckham. And that's crazy to um, that's crazy to hear because he's such a dynamic player when he, when his head's right and he's healthy uh, and, you know, he's, he's incredible, but I also, you know, one of the greatest highlights you'll ever see and catches you'll ever see happened at Sunday night game in Dallas when Odell was on the giants and he caught that pass and it didn't even count. (laughs) That's the greatest part of it. It didn't even count. It was a hell of a catch. (laughs) It was, and it still didn't even count, which is the greatest thing of it all is one of the greatest catches of all time. And it meant nothing to that game period but continue (laughs) well it counted as a touchdown it just didn't impact the game are you sure because i'm pretty sure he went out of bounds on that one no it was a touchdown i think that's what made it so crazy i'll get back to you on that one continue yeah um anyway i've had this conversation with giant friends especially giant friends who aren't fans of odell now or 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 then Without that catch, who is Odell Beckham? I mean, he had a great rookie year. He he missed the first four games of the season. He's had he's had moments, but in big moments in the playoffs on the Giants, he just was inconsistent. And I think inconsistency has really been a part of Odell's game. And it's crazy to think that a a receiver so dynamic as Odell Beckham really hinders the Browns but you saw Baker and Jarvis Landry and you know the Browns really rely on that running game that was kind of shut down today the the Chiefs defense did a great job of shutting down Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt you know Hunt got in there with the score um but just really shut them down and I you know it's I really think as much as you know Chad Henney came in great play calling great coaching by the Chiefs the Browns also kind of lost this game. They did. They did. And it's, it's, uh, I, I think again, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to go against a team that has that many weapons that you, as you alluded to earlier, uh, it has so many weapons that you can just go to at any point in time. And I think the one that keeps getting slept on because the only person that everybody talks about when they talk about the Chiefs. Is Patrick Mahomes, but I also think the other key to that that offense is Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey embarrassed the hell at a Denzel Ward today with yeah. his footwork. But he does that often, and the way that he plays and he's so elusive. For those that don't know, he used to be a quarterback. If you don't know who his brother is, his brother is a center for the Eagles, and he is considered to be the most mobile center in the the NFL. So these are two bigger guys that are mobile, that run around and are able to move freely. But he he has to be the number one tight end in the league. And you people can say, uh, uh, what's his name? Why can't I think of him? I have him on my damn fantasy team from um, San Francisco. 
I can't. Oh, uh, great, uh, George Kittle. Thank you. So it's it's be always the argument now, and it has been for like the last three years between those those two. Uh, and it's it's hard, but I'm still gonna definitely go with Kelsey because of the way that he he moves. He's just so fluid. Yeah. No, he's um, he's great. He almost a tight end almost led the league in in receiving yards this year. It didn't happen, uh, but it was damn close. And yeah, yeah he's he is you know we were talking about Gronk before he, you know, he does even does things that Gronk, you know, a healthy Gronk was doing up, you know, up the seam and, and he's such a great blocker and uh, he can really do everything. And it really just, you know, there's too many weapons on this chief's team to, to, um, to really have to worry about. And, you know, hopefully Pat's back next week and be a great game um, as we, shift to the next game to talk about the chiefs are going to take on the bills because the bills took down the Ravens in Buffalo on Saturday night. This was the other one of our picks that we, we uh, kind of went different ways on. I thought the bills were going to win. You thought the Ravens are going to win. Neither of us thought that this game would end up the way it did though. Um, the bills reached the AFC title game for the first time in 27 years but the play of the weekend had to be uh, defensive back Taron Johnson, 101 yard pick, yeah. six to the house yeah. at the end of the third quarter. And just like I mentioned with the collective breaths left, uh, you know, Arrowhead Stadium earlier today, yesterday, it was the same kind of thing uh, for the Ravens in Buffalo. That kind of sealed the deal for me, uh, thinking, yeah, this game's over even though the score didn't um, didn't reflect that at the time, it was more of like a momentum thing. Like that was such a huge play and, and the Ravens really weren't playing well. Well, Lamar Jackson left the game a few plays later after suffering a concussion. Uh, So they brought up their practice squad quarterback, Tyler Huntley to come in. Um, Jackson was only 14 for 26 with a pick and 162 yards and he only ran for 34 yards. He looked this Ravens team looked like they did last year against the Titans. Yep. Which was essentially they forgot what got them there, aka Lamar Ball, not to be confused again, Lamar or any of the Ball family. Uh but and they forgot to use that young man's legs. It, it's like, how? And so I, I it was two things for me. It's, was the Bills defense that good or was the play calling that bad? Yeah, I did Greg Roman, the OC for the Ravens, kind of get figured out. We kind of alluded to that uh, last week. I don't think this whole thing was on Lamar, though. He didn't play. I don't. Well. I, don't I hate this narrative. Uh, we talked about this last week, too. I hate this Lamar Jackson narrative where it's like this guy's this kid just turned 24 years old, his rookie season. He didn't even play the whole season. He was like a gimmicky, like wildcat option quarterback that would relieve Joe Flacco from time to time. Next season, he wins a MVP and he had that tough loss to the Titans. But, you know, I don't I think the Ravens beat the, the Ravens tonight. Like they had the or last night, they had the best kicker in the game, Justin Tucker, missed 
two big kicks. He's the best kick. He's a Hall of Fame kicker already. Yes, this yes, guy's money from anywhere in the field. And he missed two field goals. The line was a mess. The center had two fumbles. The snaps were all over the place. Yeah, it was just there a were bad five total team. fumbles in this game. Um, bad team appearance all around. Marcus Hollywood Brown is not a number one receiver. He's great. I think, you know, the comps coming out of the draft were, uh, uh, I think Todd McShay, I heard Todd McShay say this first. He's Deshaun Jackson, like in his prime. Uh, mm-hmm. And someone you know really well playing with the Eagles then and now. He's incredible. He's not a number one receiver. No. They need to take the top. He could take the top off the defense, but they need a guy on the outside of the hashes, like, that can come up and get these balls, yeah. especially Lamar throwing on the run. And, and Mark Andrews needs to show up too. Uh, you know, he had a great year last year and he's really just kind of been kind of disappeared. Um, so a lot of people wrong. on that team disappeared. Yeah. Um, a lot of people on that team disappeared, but the people that didn't disappear were the damn bills. Uh, and I, I, I have, a question that I want want you to answer, but I'll I'll just give you my opinion on it first. Diggs and Allen are the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL right now. People are gonna argue and say Devonta Devonta Adams and and obviously Aaron Rodgers. You can do that. That's fine. Some people might say for whatever odd reason. Tom Brady and Mike Evans. I don't even think they're remotely close. Um, but hands down, just what Diggs has done since he's gotten to Buffalo with Allen's arm, it's they have been super in sync pretty much from, from day one. Uh, and I don't really see any any duo being better than that. If there's one that I missed, you let me know, Sam. But do you, do you agree or disagree? I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment and say that. I mean, Stefan Diggs has gone to another level since getting traded to Buffalo. You could just see how rejuvenated he is. Josh Allen, too, the last two years. I mean, the last game we saw Josh Allen play against the Texans last year in the playoffs, he had moments where he didn't know where he was and just throwing the ball all over the place, scrambling, not throwing the ball away, taking bad sacks. It was a mess. He's Josh Allen. You can make a case could win the MVP this year. He's played so well. They they seem to have a bromance forming. They they are huge fans of each other. You could they see are. it in the post game interviews. I still think right now Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, are the best duo. I mean, they're both playing out of their minds right now. Mm-hmm. That that being said, I you know if they're one A, you could. I, I don't think you're out of this world saying that those two, Allen and Diggs, belong in the convo, but I'd still, my money would still be on Packer, the Packers duo right now. But fair. You're not that's crazy. why I mentioned them. Yeah, that's why I mentioned yeah. them because I, I figured it Just would. playing like playing right now, obviously. We're not yes. talking about, yes. you know, you know, all the other combos in the league. I mean, you could say Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, right? Like, that's I wouldn't even so say that. I wouldn't even say yeah. that because it's the reason why I wouldn't say that. I would say Mahomes and Kelsey, if anything, sure, uh, because of the targets. But Tyreek Hill is is 
it, teams are more concerned about him. Like they they'll let Kelsey eat more than they will with uh, uh, Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill, if he burns a corner and they don't have a safety over top, like that's going to be a long day for whatever team. See, the difference is, okay, we, we double him over top. We, we have shade, we shade over to him. Now you, we have a better chance of stopping him with Kelsey, which they'll just leave him to be. He's like, okay, well, he's going to eat under, we know he's a great talent, but at least we have the defensive line. We have linebackers and then we have DBs. So we have three levels that could potentially stop him with Tyreek. Once he's gone, He's gone. Yeah, I, no one's – no offense – I mean, offensive or defensive coordinators are probably killing themselves after Tyreek – you know, they get burned by Tyreek Hill. But, <laughs> yeah. But no one's like, oh, man, I should have – you know, there's nothing you could do. The guy's the fastest guy in the league. Correct, He's, correct. You know, you could you could triple team him. I'm sure he'll find a way to, to beat coverage that way. Good players are going to um, always get open. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing about this conversation is – no, I, I don't think any defensive coordinator would really like, you know, lose sleep over getting burned by any of these guys because they're no, they're just that they're good. elite. Yeah, they're elite. Um, I, I did think something was was pretty interesting before we go to the next game. Um, so when when Huntley came into the game, uh, I immediately said to myself, it was like, where the hell is RG3? I said the same. I said, where's Trace McSorley? <laughs> and yeah. that was that was my next one that I'm going to get right. to. So, so then I was just like, all right, so no RG3. Like, what happened? Then I was like, oh, that's right. He was injured, went on an injury reserved. Okay, so he's not there. And it was like, Trace McSorley literally started a game for them. Huntley did not. So where was Trace McSorley? Not Trace saying came that in. Didn't that was that bad. weird COVID game that was yes. on like a Wednesday afternoon, yes. right? Did, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think RG3 came in, but he didn't play well, and they put in McSorley or RG3 and, got hurt. Yes, and Trace balled out. Yeah. Um, Your boy, Penn State. I have uh, – that's a love-hate relationship with him. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it was – I was just really curious to see why he wasn't there, especially that he actually got burned. And Huntley didn't, but I mean, Huntley, he looked okay, but he looked like a backup quarterback. Yeah. That's really it. At the end of the day, it boils down to that. What a spot to be in though. You know, you're on the practice squad and and next week you're uh, in <laughs> yes. a, in a playoff, a must win. Play- I mean, every playoff game is a must win game, but I, all I that know 33 is- yard run or so that he had was look i mean he he got out there he's, he's got some speed i mean he's got he's got talent it's just again it's just like you you need time to be under center to actually do it uh i i there i do know that you're probably getting more and more excited that there's a chance that josh allen may jump through a burning table sooner than yeah so yeah if josh allen wins he said he's going to join bill's mafia set a table on fire and jump off a suv or something into it uh I'm there. Let's do it. That front. I'm not. I don't want to pull do their hair. They're probably like, yeah, Super Bowl, but Josh, we don't want you to do it. I saw <laughs> stuff on Twitter over the weekend that was like a sporting goods store could have been a Dick's or something. They mm-hmm. had, they had Bills jerseys, and they're like only in Buffalo. They had stacks of of those six foot folding tables right next to it, like on sale. It's like they know. They know their audience. So we could talk. We could talk about this all this game all day too. But Josh Allen didn't really light it up. But he, you know, they won. He was twenty three of thirty seven, only had two hundred and six yards, 
and a touchdown, but you know, another week in a row that, uh, you know, the bills just do enough. They, they rely on that defense that was out of this world last year, kind of took a step back this year. I know Leslie Frazier, the former uh, head coach of the Vikings, he's now the defensive coordinator for the bills. And he's, there were some reports that, you know, Houston might be interested in him to uh, take over that Texans gig, which we will definitely get into. Um, but yeah, th they just did enough. Allen didn't light it up, but you know, they got the win. So now Josh Allen and Bill's mafia head to, to the chiefs and the chiefs are going to host their third straight home uh, AFC title game, which is crazy to think that's never happened in the AFC before. So should be, should be a great game. You know, if Patrick Mahomes is healthy, be an even better game. So uh, we look forward to that one. And well, the you, yeah, you know up? who didn't do enough? Who? Jared Goff. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Jared Goff did not do enough, and that's <laughs> not a shock at all. And I have a, I have a take or a question for you that I, it's pressing for me to know but I, I i really want to see what people kind of think about it I, I might even be a poll but uh you had jared goff and the rams facing off against aaron Rodgers and the packers and it turned out not too good for the rams <laughs> this is which we thought was going to happen right? yes 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 because as i as i chose a.a. Ron, not the Packers. I chose a.a. Ron, and he proved me right. So, yeah, uh, yeah he's uh, he's been balling. Uh, it, it was just unfortunate to see uh, the only the only thing that I felt bad about the Rams because I could give <laughs> two shits about what the Rams do. Uh, I felt for Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, there were pictures of or video of Aaron Donald on the sideline. He had a rib injury last week that knocked him out of the game against the Seahawks. And, and he was on the side sidelines at the end of that game crying. I think he only played 55% of the snaps. These usually defensive snaps. And he's usually in there like 85% of the time. And Sean McVay all week, the head coach of the Rams were, He's playing. He calls him the Terminator. Rightfully so. The guy, you know, we've talked about him. It's yes. only been three episodes that yes. I think we talk about him the most. He's he's another world. Uh, just what he can do as an interior lineman. But they call him Terminator all week. He's playing. He's playing. Don't worry. He's healthy. He's fine. I'm 100%. Blah, blah, blah. He wasn't. And it showed. And between that and no Cooper Cup. And, you know, Jared Goff, three weeks removed from uh, thumb surgery. Yeah, it showed. It showed. Uh, so the Packers won 32 to 18. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was 23 for 36 for 296 and three touchdowns in total. Uh, he just carved that team up, and that was the number one defense in the NFL. So just think of what he put up three touchdowns, almost 300 yards on the best defense and the NFL statistically. I would be fearful if I was Tampa um, because Tampa played great today, but they played against a quarterback that's retiring. Uh, they didn't play against which, and I still, 
I need to know where this comes from. Maybe you know better than me. Where did all this sensation come from about Aaron Rodgers having like the best arm to ever grace a football field? Because I, I want to know where this whole thing started from. Do you know where it started from? No, I think they've said that about him a long time. It's always been, I've always thought before Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers was the best, had the best, like, I don't uh, just attributes, like intangibles, like physical, like ability of any quarter, you know, not like, not Lamar, who's just like a freak athlete or, yes. or anything like that, but just the all around everything, you know, what he can do. Like he was Pat Mahomes before Pat Mahomes without like the flashiness or nonchalantness. They both do it, but in different ways. Right. Yes, yes. And, and Aaron just like, as you mentioned, can just carve carves up defenses, does whatever he wants with them and does it with a smile and it drives people crazy. And it's really just been a retaliation tour for him. Uh, you know, they, they drafted the Packers drafted a quarterback, Jordan love in the first round <laughs> of the draft in April, didn't give him any weapons. And it was a big thing all off season. They didn't sign anyone to help, this guy in the twilight of his career yeah get to another super bowl and he didn't care i mean he cared you, you could see it took him took it personally but now Absolutely. he's just like scorched earth and he could win another mvp just the way he's played this year and he's he's put that team on his back and i mean aaron jones great great running back had a 99 yards today or yesterday but um yeah aaron rodgers you know, is, is, you know, Hall of Famer and first Easily. ballot, no doubt. Easily. And he, he played like it and he's playing like it right now. And these are the kind of runs that you go on in the playoffs where, you know, doesn't matter who you're facing up against. Like he, he, next week, he's got to face now Tom Brady and, you know, it's, and, and that Bucks defense. And it's just, it's going to be a, a hell of a thing to see. That Matt LaFleur defense offense is, is great. I think it's great that we get to see Tom now be able to play some of these great QBs that he was never able to play until they got into the Super Bowl. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, now he gets to face them on a more consistent basis. And I'm not saying that there's not great QBs in the AFC, but we've seen him play those, all those. Well, yeah, it was, it was I mean, Peyton Manning for years and Ben Roethlisberger. And I, you know, but now I, he gets think, to face yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Joe Flacco once. Oh, yep. Joe yeah. Flacco. <laughs> uh, you get to see him now face the, the NFC. And I think it's, it's pretty cool. And I also think it's pretty cool. Cause you said the Super Bowls in Tampa, that yep. they have a chance of being the first team to ever play in a Super Bowl in their home. And I was, and that would be, that would be right in line with everything that 2020 slash 2021 is. It's just the weirdest things. I mean, the Browns made it to the second round in the playoffs. I think that should already say enough in itself. Um, I, my question for you that I, I wanted, I wanted to, to run by you are, or is Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, the next Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. I think the two of them have achieved more in their careers than than the 
um, Mariota or Winston have. Okay. Golf okay. went to a Super Bowl two years ago. I don't like Jared Goff. I didn't like him coming out in the draft. I didn't think you needed to draft him number one when he didn't even have a, a winning record in college. And I know that doesn't mean a lot. I mean, it's, you know, he's he was at Cal. It wasn't, it's not a, a powerhouse school. No, and, not at all. And Wentz went to what, North Dakota? Yep. Um, but he was or no, wait, Allen. Yeah. He went where Josh Allen went, right? No, who? Oh, no, Allen went to Wyoming. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah North Dakota. And, uh, you know, they both didn't play with, with a ton of talent. I liked Wentz more coming out. I, th- I thought it was interesting position. The Eagles traded to number Beat two after there. the yep. Titans traded to number one. They were kind of figuring, well, we'll hedge here and just get the other guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think they've just, I mean, Wentz has played better in – had better seasons than either of them. I mean, Jameis throws a lot of picks, but he also scores a lot of touchdowns. I can thank him for a championship in my dynasty football league. I, I won with Jameis freaking Winston last year. So props to him, but no, in all seriousness though. I, yeah, I would, I would uh, take either of them over those two as, as far as a careers mounted, at least you Carson Wentz is a super bowl champion. He didn't, yes. he didn't win it himself, but... But he was the MVP before he, he tore his ACL. Yeah, yes. yeah he, he totally I, I, was. He still should have been the MVP anyway. I, but that's people are going to say that's my bias, but if you should just look at the numbers and you can see they were better than Tom's. But. I think I think we need to have like a quarterback carousel episode because something I don't think we're going to have time to speak to today, but Sean McVay was on a Zoom call today mm-hmm. and he said basically the... This is coach speak, right? the entire roster is being evaluated. Nobody can guarantee anything, uh, including Jared Goff. Uh, listen, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they moved. That's from Ed Werder from ESPN. But everything, including the quarterback positions, being evaluated. Uh, I would not be surprised if they did that. And I also, I think the bigger shock that people would probably think would never happen would be them trading Aaron Donald. Because I can see he is one of the most valuable pieces. And you can see it, it would be falling in line. Who is McVay's? Who, what coach tree does he fall from? Gruden. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Gruden. And Gruden. And Gruden. Yeah. So he comes from him. So what was Gruden's move? He got rid of Khalil Mack. And they went and got all these pieces. And they're an extremely formidable team. And they're young. And they're they're growing. I mean... I, in my honest opinion, they're missing a, a quarterback because I don't believe in Carr at all. But um, I, I the Raiders have, yeah. have yes that they they have a, a lot of pieces from that point in time. I think but, there's too much money invested in Goff, Donald, Jalen Ramsey to just tear it down. I don't think tear it down. I, I think that if you can get you can get multiple first rounders for Aaron Donald. If I'm looking at it from a GM's perspective. And let's just say you don't believe in golf. If you can move Donald, you can move golf because some team will definitely want it. You can, it'd be a quick turnaround. I mean, obviously the people have to do what they have to do, but don't forget Deshaun Watson, who we will talk about another time is potentially out of Houston. So that's a quarterback that you can go. 
if I were the Rams and it was just easy to get rid of golf and that monster, I mean, he, he just signed like a monster deal that's, the that's year true. after he, he, he uh, went that's to the Super Bowl. Bowl. Um, if it was easy enough to get rid of him, I would try my luck with a young quarterback I can control for five years, sure up that offensive line and really just make sure, I mean, Cooper cup, is there um robert woods just signed an extension that line needs to be shored up and you need to i i don't think jared goff's the answer i don't like him i don't either um, i don't either. you know he three weeks removed from, from a thumb injury and uh he sh- he wasn't even supposed to play last week like the backup quarterback ended up in the hospital so like props to him for like like the team didn't weren't, wasn't confident enough in his health that I'm sure he wanted to play, but of course, uh, you know, to let their franchise quarterback start in a playoff game on the road against their division rivals. And he went out there and he had a pretty good game. And even, even yesterday, he was pretty like accurate. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he, you know, he didn't throw for a ton of yards, but his like completion percentage was high. Like he was making enough throws, Um, but he's just, I just, think that team is in their prime right now mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey Donald Robert Woods Cooper Cup I really like Cam Akers I just think that line definitely needs to get better yes. and you know if you could find one of these McVay is you know if you could work on one of these younger quarterbacks I think that would be the move I wouldn't touch Aaron Donald I wouldn't want to get rid of Aaron Donald. I wouldn't either but I'm just thinking of uh how gms like kind of think sure. oh, you yeah, know what sure. i mean like it's it's just that logic of we do we really want to get rid of this guy no but can we rake so many things it, it'd be like the james harden logic you know what i mean like let's get four first rounders back for and we're getting rid of a superstar and then we might get a couple of players too on top of that that's the thing that i'm thinking like it's an overhaul uh, not to be a complete rebuild, but you can get so much more from him. And did he get a did he get a contract extension? He did too, right? I think Donald got paid. Yeah. yeah. So not it, enough, I'm sure. But. Yeah, no, no. And but again, I I personally wouldn't move him, but I'm just trying to think of how how GMs would would do. Um, do you want to get into our <laughs> probably your favorite? Uh, favorite topic or section or segment uh that you love asking me you want to go right into that my friend yeah let's let's do it um we'll close out the show today with with everybody's favorite game sweeping the nation do you care nfl coaching hiring edition are you ready i'm i'm always ready here you go Jacksonville Jaguars are hiring college football coaching legend Urban Meyer, the one of the most successful coaches in football history. He's got three national titles, two with Florida with some guy named Tim Tebow and another one at Ohio State. There is no general manager in Jacksonville. Brandon, do you care? No. <laughs> no, I do not. It's 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 Jacksonville. It's it's where things go to die. <laughs> it's, it's it's nothing about this is appealing to me. Oh, Urban Myers gets another chance, another coach that has nothing but drama follow him, and he gets another another crack at it again. And now this time it's in the NFL. See, the thing is, I hope he falls flat on his face. 
because now it's different with recruiting because you can't recruit. You have to draft and you have to go out there and actually do it. Not saying that he's not going to have the capability of doing it. Not saying that he's not a smart man, but as you just alluded to, he's probably going to be, uh, he's probably going to be the GM as well. That's probably a part of the deal. Um, I I don't know. It totally has to be. That's what I think because he's a, he's an egomaniac. There's um, there's rumors that I mean Trent Balky's there. He used to run the he ran uh, the Niners like during their that Super Bowl run um, previous to the the most recent one with with Kaepernick. Okay. He was a GM there. Uh, he's like the interim. He's in the front office. A lot of people think he's going to be hired, but I hate hiring head coaches without having a GM. Yeah, and it's pretty much handing the keys over to Urban Meyer. This is in college where you are commanding young men to, you know, do as yeah. I do. Yeah, no. And it's a different, and it's a different it's, world. You have to, you have to coexist with men that don't care who you are and that are making three times the money you are making. And, uh, you know, it's just commanding a locker room in that regard. It's a totally different game. Hopefully, you know, they have the first pick in the draft. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. I don't want to, if they're not drafting Justin Fields, they're not doing like they're taking Trevor Lawrence, the one of the best quarterbacks in college football that we've seen in a generation. Um, And I really just hope they don't screw it up because Urban's been very flighty you know he he's always on to the next thing he retired in 2018 to kind of avoid scandal that we'll get in we could get into it another time but um you know he said he was done coaching there's so many times they always say they're done coaching right but he wasn't done coaching here he is i'm sure shot Khan lo- loaded up the brinks truck for him and and dropped it off you know uh jacksonville is only like 70 miles to tallahassee you know he he coached at the university of florida forever so you know we'll we'll see uh he's gonna have a lot of draft picks they have a ton of early draft picks and it'll be interesting to see how they build this team because the team needs a lot this this could be screwed up very very quickly and i'm here with my popcorn and tea to watch it all i can promise you that ask me the next one i'm ready do it you want I'm, me? I have way too much energy for 11 p.m. Yo, yo this is this is Sunday night. This, this is, is trouble. so 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 true. So, <laughs> you really want me to ask you the next one, huh? Let's go, Sam. What's up? The New York Football Jets have hired Robert Sala, the former defensive coordinator of the 49ers to be the next head coach of their team. Do you care? Hell yes. <laughs> I am so excited for this. And one of my favorite narratives always is like when a new coach gets hired and all the beat writers, like all of a sudden are like as pumped as I am right now. And they're like just throwing out accolades and these adjectives to define like, these new guys, but I love this guy. I think he could have been a head coach last year after, you know, bringing the Niners to the, um, to the Super Bowl and they lost to the 
Chiefs, but he brought them there. They had the number two defense last year. They have top 10 defense this year. The Jets, I love Joe Douglas, your boy from Philly, Mm -hmm. uh, now the GM of, of the Jets. They need to change this culture. And what they got is what they wanted, a CEO type, someone to change this team, someone who's passionate, who has a freaking vision, Yep. And basically someone who is everything that Adam Gase isn't <laughs> everything in every single way. And that's, what's freaking awesome about it because Adam Gase is a nightmare and I don't want to get into it. I don't want the blood, the blood pressure going too high. But Does he get I another coaching this. job? Adam Gase? Yes. No. Head coaching job. No. Okay. He's just going to be one of these like coordinators that just, oh, he's on, he, oh, there he is. Yeah. It's like a, um, who's the Jim, uh, Jim Schwartz. Yes. It's like one of those guys or Dennis Allen. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh, I remember him. Watch in two to three years, he'll be in line for another head coaching gig. I'm calling it now. Mike Nolan. Oh, Dan Quinn. (laughs) Uh, First Muslim head coach in league history. That's freaking awesome. Love um, it. I think the coolest thing about this is even though Salah is a defensive coach, he, uh, our offensive, I say R because I'm a huge Jets fan, if you could tell already, but uh, <laughs> he's bringing in Mike LaFleur as his OC. And that's Matt LaFleur's little brother. Matt mm-hmm. runs the Packers. He's the head coach of the Packers. He used to coach with Sean McVay. He's, used to coach with Kyle Shanahan. They all kind of come from that Kyle Shanahan offense and Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay are three of the most innovative offensive minds in football. And Mike LaFleur has just studied under those guys. Mike LaFleur is our age and, you know, he is, you know, poised to really, whether it's helping Sam Darnold, or whoever we're going to draft with the second pick. You know, I'm really excited about that because again, this coaching staff will be everything that the last one wasn't. Leave Sam Darnold alone, get sure up that offensive line and let that young man flourish because he can be a great QB. That's all I got to say about the Jets. I totally agree with you. Darnold, I don't think this was all his fault. No, he, he has the worst QB rating of uh, in the league. He looked awful. He's had moments where he's looked great. That cowboy game when he came back from mono and he like lit him up for a couple touchdowns. He threw like 400 yards. Yes. Was one of the happier moments of the last couple of years for me, <laughs> but it's just inconsistent. And there's a lot of decisions to be made and, something we'll get into as the offseason approaches but I, I agree with you i think right now i mean a lot of people could say i've seen enough of him i would love to see what what a competent offensive scheme could do for him it'll be his third scheme in four years that's that's that sucks um but hopefully we can kind of sustain that brilliance and i would trade i would trade the pick to someone who really wants a quarterback um, or, or wants a, uh, what's his name? The Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone wants to trade up and we trade back, it's fine. 
I, I totally trust Deshaun, uh, uh, Deshaun, Joe Douglas. <laughs> and if you want to trade that number two pick and that number 23 pick that we got for Jamal Adams for Deshaun Watson, which we could talk about next week, I'm, I'm there for that too. Let's go. I don't, I don't blame you for that one at all. Uh, and Darnold, give him Darnold too. Let's throw it in. <laughs> oh gosh. You want to take us to the next one and last one? Yeah, man. So, uh, the Atlanta Falcons completed their head coaching, uh, search and hired arthur smith the offensive coordinator for the tennessee titans brandon do you care no (laughs) i i don't think anybody outside of atlanta cares what the falcons have done and i think they become super super the only thing about the atlanta falcons that i care about is julio jones and the fact that they are wasting this phenomenal athlete sit here and i have to watch and know that this this amazing receiver is just sitting there and has a guy that never earned his nickname because i refuse to call him goddamn maddie ice ever uh if if you want to call him maddie ice i'm gonna tell you he's ice cold and not in a good way because he sucks i don't care what happens no no no, i wouldn't don't even put andre 3k and him in a conversation this podcast would end right now sam (laughs) would you ever do that again (laughs) i swear to you that there's nothing that the Falcons can do. You went and you got a washed Todd Gurley. I really like Todd Gurley. Not the answer. You keep paying Matt Ryan. He's not the answer. He hasn't been the answer. And you guys should have seen that clear as day when they went and played New England. And then all of a sudden, you guys just let them come marching back in and destroy you. The fact that Patriots fans went and made a flag to show the actual score of what it was to what it ended up being to three yeah. <laughs> is ridiculous. But and but again, Julio's just down there wasting his talent. Um, Here's, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. I mean, Calvin Ridley too. Uh, there, he's he's also great. Here's the thing: Arthur Smith started from the bottom. Now he's here. His yeah. dad, his dad is the CEO of owns FedEx. Like he could have owned FedEx instead. He start he got an entry level position with the Titans. He's been there forever, and now he's the, he was the offensive coordinator. And he turned around Ryan Tannehill. Derek builds these great offensive schemes for Derek Henry. I'm not saying, I mean, Todd Gurley's not coming back. But if you could find someone like Marlon Mack or you could sign an Aaron Jones, and they've, Atlanta's already shored up their offensive line a lot over the last couple drafts and free agency and stuff. You could sign someone like, you know, one of these running backs on a second contract. It's not going to cost you a fortune. They could turn this thing around. I mean, they're a mess, though. I, I was looking at their cap hit like it it's awful. Yep. Like they're it's you know, they owe Julio a lot of money. They owe Matt Ryan a lot of money. I don't think they could get rid of either of them. Well, they because they keep giving Julio a new contract every, every year yeah. Yeah. to make him the highest. And I'm just like, like what? What do you have on Arthur Blank that he has to keep paying you every year to make you the number one paid wide receiver? Like, he, you must have some dirt on him that he doesn't want to come out. Like, there, it's there's no way because I'm never going to keep paying my receiver that, even though 
Julio deserves a ton of money, uh, but I'm still not going to give him that because I know his production is not going to be as much as I'd want it to be with Matt Ryan as my quarterback. I see. I don't think Matt Ryan's like terrible. Yeah, he had an awful Super Bowl. He choked. The whole team choked. He's, but he's been like consistent enough. You, you're an Eagles fan. Bad. You, you would rather have, like, you wouldn't want Matt Ryan as your quarterback. No. I would never want Matt Ryan like he's, anywhere near he's my team. Above average quarterback. I mean, I agree with that. Does he deserve thirty-five million dollars? No, no. like that's <laughs> just what they cost. That's just what it is. Like Matt yeah. Stafford does. I mean, Stafford's a baller, but like I was just about to say, I take Matt Stafford over Matt yeah, Ryan any day. But like Goff doesn't. Carson Wentz doesn't deserve that much money. It's just you know, like Baker Mayfield's gonna get twenty-eight, thirty million dollars whenever that time comes. You know, they're they're not. It's just the going rate of court. Like how much money did Nick Foles win get? You know, guaranteed. There's still some idiot in, in Minnesota still paying Kirk Cousins a ton of money. Like, it's just the going, like, it's the market value of a quarterback. I don't, sure, it could have been better, but I think you look at Matt Ryan's career, it hasn't been bad. No, I know his what his numbers say. I, I judge people on their clutchness. Sure, and, uh, yeah. And sure. every single time it gets to that point in time where they have a chance of, taking the game over and and being that dominant team they choke they choke and and people can say it's not it's not matt ryan it's 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 the other things other than that okay i you always and just how the culture is you look at the quarterback first he's the one throwing the ball if they can't get done that's it I mean, you you compare you compare him and put him up there and and the tiers or they have and the tiers of being the upper echelons of quarterbacks in the league. So that's now that means you're talking about Aaron Rodgers and and Tom's and stuff. We you and I both know, you and I both know clear as day that he's not that. No. I have a mic malfunction here. Uh, that he's not that. He never will be that. But this is where people talk about him like that. I guess my mic just doesn't want to do what it wants broke. to do. It's just dead. It's tired. Um, it's, it, yeah, it was, it's nighttime for it. But yeah, I don't, I don't trust him. I don't. I never will trust him. And I don't think. Uh, I, I honestly think it's a, uh, it's rebuild time in Atlanta, uh, because it's such a such a beautiful city, such a great place. I think they deserve a lot, and they need something to really jolt that team and. Uh, with some of the makeup of that team, it's just, I don't think they're going to do anything regardless of who their head coach is. just doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a lot to see. They have the fourth pick in the draft. We'll see. Um, we'll see what, what happens there. So could, could they draft a quarterback like Justin Fields or, you know, go in another direction is, you know, is it up for, I don't think Justin Fields is ready, but, could he, you know, anyone sitting behind Matt Ryan for a year, if you don't have to play, it's such a luxury, you, you know, Pat Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith. He said, you know, numerous times he wasn't ready. He didn't, I was listening to something. I don't know what it was. Um, and they were saying like, Pat Mahomes didn't know how to, to like read what, who the Mike linebacker was when he first got, because you know, got into league because these guys are just told what the play is from the yes, OC yes. and a, he a headset and that's it. You know, they're not 
they don't need to to do all this pre-snap stuff um so i thought that was an interesting i don't remember where i heard that from but just the evolution of you know where you see him at it's just i think there's a lot of things you could do in atlanta i don't envy arthur smith right now um so we'll see that we will that we will so that was do you care another rousing edition um that's it i think uh i think we can end it on that note there you go uh we will be back again later on this week so we look forward to speaking to you guys if there's anything we missed let us know uh, we know there's certain things we left out, but we purposely will be talking about it later on this week. Uh, also, if you guys have uh, any comments, reviews, or anything like that, hit us up on our Instagram page. Uh, we would definitely love to hear uh, what you guys think of it. Uh, so again, this has been episode three of the Chasing Points podcast. We appreciate you guys. See you later this week. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Get hey. some sleep, Brandon. Oh, I am. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>